Welcome back to another episode of Call Me Crazy. Y'all can call me Baz. We are joined with a lovely guest this week. And what can we call you, Miss? Hi, it's Shivani. I mean, some people call me Shiv, so let's just stick to Shiv. Shiv, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, done, done and done. Um, so I've been trying to coordinate with Shivani to have her on this podcast. And it's it's crazy I say this. Um I've said this before, but I don't think I've said it to you where sometimes you have these random, you cross paths with people in the most random ways and they kind of like imprint on you and you're like, I need to connect with them a little bit more. Like there's just something about you. I was just like, I remember that exact moment. (laughs) I remember. And then I like followed you on social media and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I wow. the exact same thing about you. I was like, this girl is a queen. Like, the one thing I kept was your hair. I was like, hey, you inspired me to keep my curls going. <laughs> curls. Um, and also just our interaction. I'll speak about it a little bit more in our conversation. But I remember you enhancing um, something that it was a photo shoot that sometimes can be really anxiety-inducing for someone who's not necessarily, like, in that space all the time um you made it so enjoyable and such a positive experience so I just remember that um and to kind of build off that you are a professional published um editorial based photographer in Toronto you also are a content creator which is like wicked um like a class quality <laughs> content, right? thank you thank um, you and you have a lot of, you have a lot going on you also have a magazine and a swimsuit line. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that before we get started. Um, you're, you're a boss lady, so I'll yeah. let you explain what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think um, I kind of started as very much a photographer. Every time I introduce myself, I always make sure I introduce myself as an artist before anything else. Um, and And I've been doing that for over 10 years. Uh, I've been loving every single second of it and have been growing. And it's just been a really, really cool journey, especially like I'm going to be 27 this year. So I feel like I've hit a really cool milestone with that. Um, And then I wanted to expand. I'm the type of person who just doesn't like to do one thing at a time. (laughs) And sometimes it very much eats me up some days, but I have to be juggling at least like three different types of work at a time. I don't know why it's just how I function on a daily basis so I've always wanted to be inclusive um that was my main goal with having a platform on YouTube on Instagram and as an artist was to make sure everyone just felt involved as much as possible I mean it's it's difficult but it's possible so I wanted to include Modern News Magazine which I launched mid last year because as I also teach workshops um, in the photography field and getting published as an artist has been such a hassle and it's so difficult. There's so many amazing, talented people out there, but I think for the up and coming artists, it's, it's something that needs to be you know, looked at. And I wanted to start a magazine that opened up to people who may not have all these high numbers or like 
really big, really big publications, but they had a chance to feel confident in themselves and their work and just be published on a platform online at least to start. Um, so that's kind of why I started Modern News Magazine. Um, as someone who struggled to get published as well, I wanted to make sure I could just make that step a bit easier for people so they don't have to struggle and feel anxious and, mm. and feel nervous all the time trying to figure out how to even get to that point. So that's why I started Modern News Magazine. Mm. Um, <laughs> thanks. And in terms of the swimsuit line, uh, I've just been obsessed with bikinis and swimwear and, and that travel life and beach life. I've dreamt, I dream of it. Like I live in a fantasy world of being, um, on an, on an island and, as much as I like loved wearing bikinis, I think with my body type in general, I just wasn't finding a swimmer line that was catering to my body type to the T. Like there are so many beautiful brands out there and I've definitely tried a lot of different uh, swimwear pieces, but just not one that was really making me feel a hundred percent at my best. So that's where modern day swim, swim came along. So that is my first official business baby is modern day swim um and the goal for that was to tie it with art and I just want to make every woman feel like art and that is literally the tagline for the brand it's it's modern it's minimalistic it's meant to just make you feel really good about your body type and that it doesn't matter what shape you are like you shouldn't have to worry about that when wearing a swimwear piece, um, which I've definitely in the past used to feel a certain type of way uh, when I would try to shop off a really popular swimwear line. And it just like, I would get this piece and I'm like, wow, it's stunning. I put it on and I'm like, this is not what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> so that was something that I really just wanted to, to cater to as well. And it's also just so much fun. Like it's another creative outlet that I get to work on on a daily basis. That's very different from photography um, and content creating. So that's just, I guess, a little roundup. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, there's a couple of things I, I just wanted to say off of that. Um, the, the whole concept of um, the bathing suit, I think is very much tied into our topic today. I think um, bathing suit, lingerie, all that embodies um, or is a place where a woman explores her confidence um, mm -hmm. or is able to face the level of confidence she has. And I can say I've had the same experience of shopping for bathing suits. It's like a love-hate relationship where like, 100%. I love the idea of it, but doing it is like borderline traumatic if um, just in the space and just how fashion is, um, I'm buying probably like the largest size available and it's probably too small. And I don't even consider myself like the largest body type, you know? Yeah, exactly. Think, Same here. You know, Same like, here. And that in itself just represents kind of like society and their norms and their expectations. Um, and you had a beautiful photo shoot. And I think it had, I think it was collab. It, it had to do with modern day swim tell me if I'm wrong and it was like a lingerie-esque very like yeah so we just like launched um a new piece before the holidays called the Adira set and it is very much like lingerie meets swimwear so it's just that cute frilly like very girly look but it's made to be worn all the time you can wear it on vacation you can wear it at home you can wear it just for yourself and wear it as lingerie um, we try to make sure that we're not just like 
catering to one specific type of thing. Like we want you to be able to wear these pieces whenever you want. Cause I'm the type of person who wear like bikini bottoms at home instead of underwear, for example, or like I'll wear one pieces of, as body suits. And that's kind of how I want to make it more versatile. So you're not just purchasing an expensive piece, let's say just to be worn on vacation. Like you should be able to wear that on a daily and not feel uncomfortable wearing a swimwear piece, you know, with jeans. That's so smart though. Like as I'm getting older and now I'm just like, my biggest thing for this year is being intentional and intentions Mm -hmm. are kind of my, it's the word I keep going back to. And um, I want to be intentional what I purchase and I want to be intentional with what I have in my closet. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Functional piece, like sign me up. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's like the little, the less, the better. And I'm doing the same thing. It's like, I've been switching a lot of my lifestyle choices from food to, to beauty products, to skincare and clothes. Like a lot of it has been more so eco-friendly, I guess, focused as much as possible. I know it's super hard to transition into things when you're still like looking for the right things to use um, and wear, but that is also a prime focus with as as much as I can do with modern day swim. So right now we are focusing on a new collection, our first ever collection, which will be launching in spring and it's in the works still, but the whole purpose is to switch to eco-friendly. So I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. Yes. I will literally, regardless of COVID, like I will wear it on my freaking balcony. Like, <laughs> let me know. Sure it's not snowing. <laughs> oh, well not now, but like summertime, no matter I'm outside. <laughs> Perfect. Get a few palm trees. You're good. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I reached out to you because I felt like this is this plays such a big part in my wellness journey. I think a lot of people can relate. The whole concept of confident and body mm-hmm. image um, is very much um a big part of my trauma, a big part of my story. Um, and I think a lot of women can relate to some extent. I think when they say everyone has insecurities, um, yeah. that whole conversation is, is relatable even for men too. Yeah. Um, and you actively promote this, um, this self-love, this self, the shameless self-acceptance of like unedited, unrefined. And that is so refreshing, especially on social media where everything is just filter, edit, facetune photoshop like it's crazy it's it's like a whole other world that i actually very much try to avoid (laughs) so but it's so it's almost like it gets to your subconscious mind because there's times when like i'll be playing around with the new filters they'll have on instagram or snap and i'll be like wait i don't even look like this look like this yeah exactly i mean sometimes i see i'm the type of person who sees things on both sides of the spectrum so Obviously filters are fun and, Hmm. and sometimes they can be like kooky and like crazy, but the other part of it is like, just don't get addicted to that look because at the end of the day, you don't look like that. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the amount of times I've come across profiles that just like blow my mind and, you know, to each their own at the end of the day, we don't look like these filters and it's, it's a bit toxic when I see people always posting like selfies with filters. I think that's something that gets me. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm sure you are so stunning underneath all of that filter, but no one can even see it because you're so immersed in wanting to look like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something that 
should be spoken about because it's not like it's not anyone's fault at all, but it's just something to to think about that that is an actual problem. Yeah, it's so true. It, and there's this word in psychology called cognitive dissonance, where you create this like um, this alignment with who you authentically are and then when that or what you think you are and then when that doesn't align you have this discomfort and I think now we're becoming so convinced that we actually look this way um based off these false standards that when that filter slowly like glitches and you see your real self you're like ah that's not it like yeah it's it's not it it's crazy and it's something that's actually blowing up a lot more lately and Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are some influencers out there that make note being like, I definitely don't look like this, but I'm just using this filter because it looks cute. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like if you stay like that makes so much more sense. Cause I think it's a generational thing where a lot of kids, I have a younger brother. So a lot of kids that are just like, so immersed in wanting to look a certain way. It's, it's scary. Yes. My sister <laughs> growing up, um, she's, 14 turning 15 and I honestly don't know how I would have navigated my self-confidence in this time like it it's like this unrealistic standard even though like I feel like girls her age looks so old (laughs) like freaking me out older than me I'm kind of sitting here like I already know I kind of got like a bit of a baby face but even so I'm like if I get if I put on makeup and get dolled up there's like no way that I look like them. They still look older than me. <laughs> older, everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That is, it's really concerning. But um, just to kind of start at the beginning, I want to know everyone, obviously, it, it's just not, I don't know when it happened, but everyone's just, social media is just part of culture now. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to know where did your social media or content creation story start? Like where was the beginning of modern day chivalry? Right. Um, it started my first year of university. I was in, it was 2013. And I just kind of, my organic original thought was I just want to get better at videography and YouTube was a free platform for me to do that. So I wanted to just utilize that. And at the time, I was just getting into wanting to do beauty and like skincare. And and um, at the time, that's when YouTube was really popping. Like that was when YouTube was like everything, in my opinion. Like Instagram wasn't even a bop at that point. Um, the you know, you have these in big YouTubers like Desi Perkins and um, Jessica Harlow, etc. Like they were at the top of their game at that point, and they still are. But like, mm-hmm. it's kind. It was kind of that point, and I started making some videos, and you know, just testing out the waters as just posting them online to see kind of what would happen and the reaction I would get. And it was mostly also just to help build self confidence and being in front of the camera because. I had zero. (laughs) I've always been behind the camera. So I just kind of took a shot. I just went with my gut. I had no idea what to expect from it. And then I ended up getting picked up by Much Music, which at the time was just much. Um, And they, (laughs) it's just so weird. This makes me feel very old. (laughs) And they um, signed me for a year. So that's kind of when it really started to explode. And then when I was in school, and when I was in university, I did this assignment where I did a transformation video 
from because Kylie Jenner was also like at her peak prime at that point where everyone was obsessed with her and I was getting compared to her a lot like looks wise at that age Mm -hmm. um so I did this like one comparison video of like turning turning myself into her almost like completely doing a makeup transformation with one of my friends and that video ended up getting three million views and that's kind of when I feel like I saw this (laughs) that would be very funny (laughs) because now you said it it got it got published in the Daily Mail UK like it was a thing and I sat here like like what is going on like this was a school assignment that I published on YouTube as an experiment and my prof hated it but the internet didn't so (laughs) damn yeah it was it wasn't supposed to be anything crazy I just posted on YouTube because I was doing a presentation in school and needed to you know showcase what people were, were going to say about it because it was about social media was my assignment and um it just like blew up from there which was crazy so that's kind of how it started so I actually originated from YouTube I had like 90,000 subscribers and then I slowly switched to Instagram as time you know as time progressed and and trends were happening and all that stuff um but yeah that is how social media started for me oh I'm actually like Wow, I love that. I'm like inspired, Loki. I'm like, wow, I really like that story. That's awesome. Um, I love that so much. And obviously, like my start with social media is definitely not on that caliber. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, definitely not. But it started off in the same sense where like I started off with actually, it's funny because I look back to when I was in high school and I was so I was at my peak confidence and it might have almost been like me being naive. And then once I like went into university, you know, started getting in relationships, social media started to really become a thing. That's when I was like, maybe I'm not confident. Maybe I should be insecure, you know? Interesting. Yeah, it was weird. And then taking pictures, you know, tapping in create creatively the more creative I am the more confident I become and it's it's weird and I'm it works it works and it's it has nothing to do with like in a in a vanity way it's more of like creating from this source and seeing this end result it could be literally me like taking a picture of a plant and I'll feel more confident like it has nothing to do with me um and I I kind of I you were saying stuff and I was like wow like I I can see how that confidence aspect comes out. It has nothing to do with how you look because you've always, you know, you look that way. It's more about you're taking this and it's like a process, a self-care process. Yeah, like not at all does it matter what people think. And I think that was the best advice I could give to people. I used to get asked like, what should I be doing? Like, how do I prep? And I'm like, the number one thing you need to constantly remind yourself is you can't care about what anyone thinks about you. Like you really have to shut the negative comments out and just not worry about it. And I've had plenty of negative comments thrown my way. And I always used to just kill people with kindness. And that also contributes to building your self-confidence because you just know you're becoming a better person by spreading that type of energy and I always kill people with kindness like there is no way I would stoop down to anyone's level and Mm -hmm. and cause that exact same trauma to somebody else like it's it's a cycle that needs to stop Mm -hmm. so the my outcome was always to just be kind Mm -hmm. and I used to get 
heavily bullied in elementary school, like terribly bullied. And I used that and grew from it. And I think like when people assume that, you know, I was just kind of born with natural confidence, it's like, absolutely not. There's always a story. And yeah, I definitely came from a really hard past and I used that energy to make it into something good. You know, I never wanted to make it resentful or treat people that same way. I wanted to make sure people who are going through the same things and sometimes even worse now mm-hmm. um, understand that it's totally unacceptable and that you should really just take what people are saying and do something good with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so what you said about there's always a story behind confidence, um, I think is so powerful. Um I definitely can relate to that. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think confidence is almost like a muscle. You have to constantly like work at it. Work on it. hundred percent. Constant work in progress. It's sometimes going to be a little stronger than other days. Like it really depends. Um, And like, I don't know. It's, it's this, um, we have unfortunately this bias where we remember more the negative things that we've been told than the positive things. It's like, you can tell mm-hmm. a girl she's beautiful a hundred times, but she'll remember that one time someone said she was ugly. Which, and it's literally just our minds, how it works. It's a survival um, technique. But um, yeah, I, from how I look, how I experienced it too, it wasn't necessarily that I was being bullied at school, but it was like culturally how I was raised. Like, you know, I come from, um, an African and French um, background and their mm-hmm. beauty ideals are both very like distorted and like yeah. problematic in different ways. And, um, you know, like body image, what I ate, all these things were very much like um, at home kind of, I was told to look a certain way. And I was actually verbally told like, you should care what people think. And it's very much like a cultural thing. Yeah, I totally get that. I come from an Indian background completely. And I think that's the only issue that even to this day, my family still has is what are people going to think? And it's, it used to affect me a lot because it would constrain my creativity and it would constrain how I would feel um, in reality and on social media. But as I've grown older, I'm just kind of like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It really it's doesn't. Breaking barriers in our cultural households. It's that's a whole other story. Yeah, it is. And it gets deep. Like you're rewriting um uh what's it called? Generational patterns and trauma, like through that. So I think that's that's definitely a whole other tangent, but it's really important to acknowledge. Um, so I know you spoke a little bit about that this wasn't always something that you had acquired this like confidence this um active confidence I always call it active confidence um and I definitely want to discuss like when or kind of like that moment where you kind of you said it was through YouTube but was there a specific thing was there specific practices um what kind of got you to that point where you're like no like that this is enough like I need to switch up I I think I want to say the more hateful comments I got, the more it just fueled my fire. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of, because when there were hateful comments, there were always positive ones right after. So I just, I guess I have this really good thing where I tune out the things that don't matter. And I think it's just out of like 
natural practice. I just automatically am like, well, this doesn't, I don't even know this person. So I don't understand why this, they're trying to bring me down. So it just didn't matter to me. The first thought that comes to my mind was my mom. And I know a lot of people say their mom, but I just remember asking her this question one day. I was like, have you ever felt ugly in your life? Like, have you ever? And my mom just sat there and she looked at me and she was like, no. She was like, absolutely not. She's like, I've never looked at myself in the mirror and have told myself I am ugly. And I kind of sat there and I was like, really? (laughs) And I think that's something that really stuck with me because my mom's like, you know, every woman is so beautiful. Like, why would you even do that to yourself? And that's when it really hit me that I'm like, I really got to stop like, you know, pulling out all these negative attributes that I think I have about myself or physical traits that I have because my mom is an incredible person. And I now every single time I start to maybe feel a bit insecure. I just remember what my mom has stated. She's like, like, you should never, ever call yourself ugly because that is so not true. And, and to hear that coming from her was just so magical. I don't know. It really sits with me. And I still to this day will always tell people I'm like, my mom has never and it's not even in a vain or conceited way. It was just like, it's never, it wasn't even a thought in her mind growing up. She's like, why would I even say that? I was like, I don't know. You're right. Like, why do we even say that? That's so interesting. Doesn't it make you think? I'm like, it's so true. Like, why would I even say that? My, like, she's right. And it's something that I like to tell people because I'm like, why are you even calling yourself that? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, um, it kind of brings me to the next question. Like, it's this whole idea that it's a, I think it's a taught thing. Like it's a taught Mm -hmm. behavior, taught ideology of um, looking at ourselves and, you know, comparing ourselves. And it's almost like, I just remember like, even from movies, like, like I'm thinking, I don't know why clueless is what's coming, (laughs) but like, you know, like the whole concept of like, looking a certain way, these transformation movies, you know, looking better, like all these things. And like, I think that was ingrained from such a young age that... 100%, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You had to look a certain way. Um, and then, obviously, social media <laughs> is, like, the such it's such a loaded word. But, yeah, social media plays such a big part in it. Um, do you think... And I know we... I don't know if you said it on the pod or if we were saying it before, but do you think social media has the potential of making or helping with body image? Instead of, I yeah. absolutely think so. And this kind of is something I really wanted to talk about on this podcast was mm-hmm. I get so many messages from women and girls asking me, you know, how are you so self-confident? Like, how do you love your body? I'm so fat. Like I hate myself. And it's so upsetting to read these types of messages from girls that are this young or even my age and I the one tip that I kind of taught myself is yeah like you know everybody is a beautiful body but the one body that is the one that's you know causing these issues and mental problems are the skinny bodies which totally don't have anything against being a thinner girl that's a beautiful body to have but I think just from media itself it's created this whole atmosphere that we need to look like this in order to be beautiful. And 
especially as a photographer, it's something where I'm like running into a high fashion industry, like lane. This isn't always the prettiest person to look at. Like you could put a thicker girl in front of a camera, which is to me an average looking person Mm -hmm. and still get the most amazing results in terms of photos or videos and being posted, et cetera. And I think whatever I tell people, I'm like, you just need to, you know, if, if it is really hard to not compare yourself, I totally get that. But why don't you follow people that bring you joy? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you follow women who may have the same type of body as you and are completely like rocking it, like very much exuding confidence and like, loving themselves for it? Why aren't you following women that, you know, you can relate to? And I'm not trying to cancel out any of these amazing other social media platforms and people on them, but it's true. It's kind of like if you're following this thin fitness model and you feel bad about yourself by looking at her, that's, that's clearly not bringing you joy. So like, why, why do you follow someone like this? And, and I think that's one of the biggest issues right now is making trying to convince somebody that they're beautiful is so hard sometimes and I think that's something that needs to be addressed is like you gotta love yourself first Mm. before you can get validation I guess from somebody else or and start comparing yourself I think comparison is what kills everybody at the end of the day and I've obviously I'm one of those people who have dealt with it sometimes still do deal with it but Mm -hmm. I deal with it better than before and it just doesn't stick anymore as like compared to when it used to when I was younger so I know that I think the whole idea of comparisons is probably um one of my biggest struggles too even just being Mm -hmm. creative in different in different ways um and it's hard um it's hard in every aspect of my life um because I think just naturally as women we're always put against each other versus like looking at each other as all these like individually beautiful um beings were looked at well this is what beautiful is so we're going to compare that as the, yeah. as the basis so um what has helped you in terms of just like working through that comparisons or even just I know you said something about it not sticking and that's actually very powerful because I think with any type of like mental struggle or it sticks it sticks and, and then the more you work at it it sticks less so it's not yeah. about eliminating it it's just what has helped you kind of ease when it does happen. ease out of it exactly I think um well surrounding yourself with really good people really does make the biggest difference I think constantly having your friends hype you up and just naturally just tell you you're you're lovely and you don't need to compare yourself and it's just good energy. I think that was one of the biggest things. It's almost like this really good energy barrier. So it protects me from (laughs) kind of getting hurt or hurting my own self mentally. Um, That's probably one of the biggest things that helps and just making a self-care routine, especially in quarantine and lockdown, like it's even worse right now. And, and you have more time to kind of be in your head. And I've just recently posted about how you know, I wasn't going through it really well at the end of 2020, but I picked myself back up and started doing things at home that really did bring me joy. And they were just the smallest things. And that just makes you wake up way better in the morning. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that you've already, that you do all these little things to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I do tell people that I'm like, just do things that 
really make you smile. Like if it can be anything from just going for a brisk walk to, to watching your favorite movie, like you don't have to be doing everything that everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. to make you happy. Like do things that you like, you know, whether that be baking something that maybe isn't the healthiest, but makes you happy, eat it. Like, what are you, why wouldn't you eat it? Or like, if you, you know, wanted to just go for a drive because you like driving, go for a drive. Just like the simplest things in life, I think are the keys to making people happier. Yeah. And, um, anyone who listens to the podcast knows I always end with a small joy. We'll get to that at the end, but I believe in, um, sitting in gratitude. I believe that small joys add up to a happy life. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the cliche saying of feel good, look good, you know, like I always feel my best when I internally feel good. It works. It truly is the best medicine. And I think, um, I've personally myself have seen that in over the last like month or two. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm glowing and I I feel like I look like it now too. And, and the look, the appearance part is just a bonus. Like it's always about the inner to me versus the outer. And um, I also know that a lot of women or even men, let's say are always just worried about like love and like, if someone will love me, for the way that I look and like, you know, I have to look like this in order for them to be attracted to me. And I'm just like, they're not the ones. <laughs> it's like, if oh. they're not coming after you, they're not the one. Like it's, oh, it's just God. very evident. And um, it's always about inner beauty that shows an outer beauty. So again, yeah, doing literally the bare minimum of what you love doing. Yeah. It could even just be sleeping a bit <laughs> longer yeah. than you like that's totally okay and I think those need to become normal and need to be um kind of pushed into social media that you know waking up early isn't always what's going to make you feel good it may make somebody else feel good but may not make you feel good so you don't have to do that that's so Um, true and I used to drill myself all the time being like I need to wake up at this time and go to bed at this time because nine to fivers do this and they they're so productive and all this stuff. And I now am like, absolutely not. I work at my own pace and I work at my own time and I feel so good <laughs> waking up later than 7am. Like I just, that's just how I function good. And that's how I feel good. So mm-hmm. it just needs to be normalized that people are definitely not all waking up super early and going to bed super, super early and feeling good. Like there are a lot of us who are doing the complete opposite and still feel fine. Yeah. There's something um, about self-awareness that goes with um, confidence. I think that Mm -hmm. a lot of people might skip. It's like you can't necessarily be confident if you don't know who you're being confident in. So I think Mm -hmm. really just digging deep, really figuring out who you are, what works for you, and facing the parts of you that you might not necessarily love or love with ease and understand, okay, well, this is what I don't necessarily love, but how can I love it or accept it in a way that I make it my own because I really think end day it's not about changing it's about accepting and then change happens yeah yeah acceptance is one of the hardest things that you can literally go through but once you get there it's the most breeziest feeling and you just like it just changes your life you know changes your life because really and truly your reality is based off of your mind, right? So mm-hmm. how you start seeing yourself, how you start caring yourself, everything, it just comes off of how um, 
you accept yourself and how would you expect someone to accept you or love you if you can't even do it and it's cliche mm-hmm. but it really and truly like it that's how it's, it's the best medicine it's the, it's made cliche but it's the truest possible thing oh yeah you could very very true uh, so I know that we talked about you being a photographer a content creator um and now kind of putting you on the opposite end of the spectrum and working with people. I know you work with people intimately and you're almost that eye um, that people are like looking at to perceive beauty and to create beauty. Um, And I know for a fact when I was there, like photo shoots are really scary because two reasons, you're vulnerable and Mm -hmm. you don't know how someone will capture you. You don't have control. No. And that's the hardest part. Yeah, no control. And in that moment, I don't know why, but either you become you've really confident or like all your insecurities come out. And I think it's the person who's who's behind the camera or who, who's, you know, creating that energy um, plays a big part in how everything kind of comes out. So I want to know what has helped you in terms of making your clients feel comfortable or confident or what have you seen that has worked? I think it's always my approach. Um it's always first impressions that really get people. And that's myself included. Um, my first impression that I would want to receive from somebody else is someone who's just really calm mm-hmm. and someone who's very much like inst- can instantly be your friend. And I think that's something that I love to do with my clients. And I always tell them, I'm like, this should be a very fun experience for you. This should not be a stressful experience. And if there is something you're uncomfortable with or something you want to change, that can be, that can happen. Like there's no rules or guidelines to, to how you should feel mm-hmm. being in front of the camera. And I think especially when working with people who aren't, you know, side models or, or people who work in front of the camera all the time, my biggest, um, I guess thing that I like to do is just to make sure people are enjoying themselves and, Mm. and get the direction that they would like. And I think that was one of the first things I get from people is like, please direct me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm always like, no problem. Like, and the one thing I like to do is just try everything. Mm. And, you know, and I like to also show what is being seen on camera. So that's another thing is so you guys can see, exactly what I'm seeing and if it's something you don't like it can easily be replaced and we can try again like there's there's no such thing to me as someone who shoots photos and doesn't even allow the client and the models to even see what they look like that that's just bogus to me (laughs) oh that is so true I do remember the direction was on point because it was very subtle things but like I was like whoa (laughs) model is crazy um And definitely the approach, I think the direction and then positive reinforcement, um, especially for someone who's not necessarily a sign model, like that plays a big role because now you're building the confidence. Now it's like that natural flow is happening. The muscle memory, all that is developing. So um, yeah, and then you just start to, you know, try the things that you would try at home because you know your angles better than anybody else. So it starts to pull through. And then my job at the end of the day is to make sure I capture that in the best possible way possible. So if you give me your confidence, it will a thousand percent show on camera. And um, if there's something that I think could be enhanced, I will say it, you know, just to give it a try. And 
there's no harm in drying in my opinion. So, and just obviously always good energy, just coming in positive, making sure everyone feels really, really good about themselves. Cause that's the number one thing you should feel before going into a shoot. And it's totally natural to not feel, you know, a thousand percent at your best in front of a camera the first time around. Um, so yeah. I love that. No, it's so true. And um, it kind of brings me to a point of when you are in front of the camera, I guess we're going to switch it back to you now being in front of the camera, creating content. Um, I know because it is your job, sometimes there's days and I, because I do create content, there's days and I have deadlines to submit to Mm -hmm. brands. And I'm like, I literally feel like trash. Like I do not want to be in front of a camera, um, but I have to. I wanted to know what helps you get through those days or those moments. Well, if I'm really at a rock bottom point where it's just not happening, like if I have a deadline and this was the day I was going to shoot, but it's just not working out or I just don't feel good. I've actually, I've got an amazing agency and my manager, Tara, uh, she's incredible. So if I were to ever have an issue, you know, she's always the one who's telling me like, if you're not up for it today, we can push back. Don't even worry about it. Like your mental health and your physical health is way more important than a deadline. Um, other than that, like if I really have to push through, like I, I sometimes just take a deep breather and I'm like, it's going to be fine. Like you're okay. And I usually tend to prep this stuff the night before. Um, but very much so like if you're not feeling it, then you don't have to do it. Like you have every right to just push that deadline a day later if you really, really need to. Because at the end of the day, like, we're the ones putting in all the work to make this content. Like, we're the advertisement. We are the model. We are the makeup artist. We are the hairstylist. Like, we are the wardrobe stylist. The least people can do is just accept that you had a really shitty day Mm. and that you need an extra day. Yeah. It's okay to accept that. And it's okay to explain that and communicate that. Because if they are really great brands and clients to work with, they will understand you. I love that. No, I'm actually going to remember that because there's days where I'm literally like, I don't know how it's happening, but all right, we're going to make it happen. But then you submit work that you're not really happy with because you know mm-hmm. that it's not really. I used to do this all the time. And I think I took like a year off YouTube because I was working with so many big brands Um like big beauty brands. And it was just so draining when I wasn't making content that I liked, that they liked. And it was something that used to stick with me that I was like, I guess I should do it because you know I'm getting paid to do it. And, and they're a really big company and they really like me. And then I end up just submitting like the, con- the, the worst content that I could have ever come through with because I just wasn't okay. And I now as I've grown older, I just like I always put my foot down and I'll say, nah, I'm not feeling it today. You can wait one more day. And it's not just kind of being rude. It's, you know, I got to put myself first. I was putting so many other people first before me. And if I'm like, if I'm the person you want to work with, why wouldn't you give me a little bit more time to just take a step and breathe so I can give you even better content that I'm producing forcefully because I feel like I have to. I love that. And there's a level of confidence there too, because it's you um, declaring your worth, you declaring your time, you declaring, hey, I know my value versus me being like, (laughs) it took a long time. And I think 
for micro influencers that are just starting out. Um, they just have no idea. So they'll follow. And of course, like I would have done that. I did the same thing. And I was signed to a, a different agency at the time who were also fantastic, but just the clients just were not aligning with me. And, and we both knew it. And I just was not happy and you can definitely see on my channel like I've only got back to YouTube this year mm. so um but I'm doing it my way this time Name one genius that ain't crazy. Name one genius that ain't crazy.